the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. Dave was watching from his window as his neighbors argued. Expletives ripped through the thin apartment walls. The fight was escalating quickly. Punches were thrown, fists were flying, and then Dave caught a glimmer of silver out of the corner of his eye. One of the men had a knife and was about to use it. Dave, watching from the window, rushed to his bedroom, opened the bottom drawer, made his choice, and calmly walked outside. He approached the men and just stood there. His presence immediately caused the two men to forget all about their fight. The knife-wielding man attempted to flee the scene, but was caught by police moments later. The neighbor was rushed to the hospital for stab wounds. He's expected to make a full recovery. All because Dave brought a gun to a knife fight. Dave is a certified firearms instructor. Oh, then that's okay. Dave has a collection of guns. Oh, wait a minute. He's a... Oh, he's a hoarder? He grabbed his AR-15. Oh, my. The AR-15, because it was a bigger gun. He believes that the intimidation factor definitely played a part in stopping the fight. No shots were fired. That was never Dave's intention. He said the AR-15 is my weapon of choice for home protection. It's light, it's maneuverable, and if you train and know how to use it properly, it's not dangerous at all. This is just an example of a good guy with an AR-15 stopping a bad guy with a knife. There were no lives taken. So all in all, it was a pretty good day. Bad guy in jail? Other guy who had been stabbed in the hospital but going to make a full recovery? And the AR-15 back where it belongs. People like Dave are all over the country. Let's take a moment and just remember that there's a lot of good guys. In fact, the good guys with guns are in the vast majority. It's Wednesday, February 28th. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. Oh, my. There's a couple of things um, that we have to get into today. One is uh, Dick's, a major gun retailer, is going to stop selling assault rifles. I would like to know officially from Dick's what an assault rifle is. Can anyone define an assault rifle? It's easy. It's a gun that could potentially hurt someone else. That's an assault uh, weapon. No. Mm -mm. We all know that certain guns uh, can actually do damage to other people if fired upon them. And those guns should not be in the hands of people. I'm going to bring in uh, two rifles tomorrow. uh, And one uh, is an assault rifle. And the other one is not. um, It's a Lapua. One of those will tear you apart. The assault, the, no, assault the assault rifle. The assault rifle. It would be the Lapua. And uh, the Lapua will shoot through walls. I think it will actually stop a car. I think it will shoot into an engine block. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's a pretty powerful rifle. And it'll be, you could, you know, people have used it to 
kill people in war a mile away. That's not going to be an assault rifle. That's not an assault rifle. Well, as we all know, Glenn, and we've seen this many times over the past couple of weeks, when you push people who are looking for gun control on on these sorts of questions, hey, wait a minute, how can you ban this weapon and not this weapon? What they always say is, well, it's a good first step and you got to start somewhere. And then they follow it with, we're not coming for all of your guns. Right. <laughs> well, wait, wait a minute. Wait. Which one is it? Which one is it? Also, Brian Mast, who is a... Uh, a congressman in Florida and a guy who has been on this program several times has uh, he's a war hero and he has suddenly had a change of heart uh, and uh, believes that we should uh, take all ARs uh, off the market. Well, OK, Brian, um, we've invited him to be on this program today. I hope that he uh, takes us up because uh, I have just a few questions and I'm sure he's smart enough to answer them. And he's well thought out enough. Now, I know he's busy with CNN today, um, but uh, it would be nice to see if he would uh, spend some time here answering uh, just a few questions on his new stance with ARs. I do think, though, to be fair, an AR-15 is a weapon that can kill you from 15 miles away, and that should not be available. <laughs> no, it's, it's really not. No, 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 it can. No. No, you're wrong. You, an elementary school in Pennsylvania will close today for classes this week when a nearby church... A nearby church holds a blessing ceremony involving AR-15 rifles. The superintendent of the school district wrote in a letter to parents that students will instead be taking to schools about 15 miles away. (laughs) The superintendent said in the letter, there's no direct threat, but said that there are worries about parking traffic and the, quote, nature of the event, end quote. Mm. See, the nature of the event, Glenn. Because they have a gun. Now, people... Don't realize that they walk by people all the time with guns because they're concealed carry holders or uh, people have guns in their cars. About 10 percent. Yeah. 10 percent of Americans have a concealed carry permit. Did you know that about one out of every 10 people, depending on where you are, is carrying a gun? If you're in Texas, it's probably 10 10 out of 10 people. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, and so you're going to move the kids 15 miles away so they don't get shot by the AR-15? Absolutely unbelievable. Okay, we we wanted to bring on uh, Chad Robichaud because he is is a good friend uh, and he is the president of the Mighty Oaks Foundation. The Mighty Oaks Foundation is truly a miracle organization. This is an organization that takes guys who have uh, PTSD and really have no place to go, and uh, they're changing lives. They are turning people away from suicide uh, and turning their lives back into real productive lives. Uh, and it's and I've met a lot of the people that have gone through this program one after another after another, and they're and they're healed. And it's remarkable and uh, a little unconventional because Jesus is uh, involved. Or at least you're allowed to say the word Jesus. We have Chad uh, on the phone now. Hi, Chad. How are you? Hey, Glenn. Great to be back on. So you were uh, were, uh, United States uh, Marine Corps decorated. Uh, You were on reconnaissance. Um, I mean, you've been through it all, you know, weapons and, uh, you wrote a, you wrote a piece that I thought was really, really good about, um, arming teachers and, and also, uh, how we just, I mean, Chad, we don't want to make our schools into a prison. No, (laughs) no, we don't. But you know, uh, I think a lot of people forget what we did after nine 11. 
you know, immediately after 9-11, there was 40 air marshals. Uh, the, the government went to, in this effort to have to recruit and uh, build up the air marshal program to help uh, harden our planes. And one of the one of the efforts behind that was, hey, we can't get enough air marshals, so let's look at the last line of defense, the cockpit, and let's arm the pilots. And so they started a program called the FFDO program. We took normal vocational pilots who volunteered to be extra screened and extra trained and vetted and, uh, and armed our pilots and, and took those soft targets of those airplanes and made them hard targets and, uh, and a real deterrent. And this thing costs a lot of money, and, and it's been extremely successful program still to this day. And uh, so when people say that, the president's comments on arming teachers is ridiculous. It's not ridiculous. Uh, and, and uh, you know, we're not talking about arming every single teacher. Uh, they go to the work and they stop in the, um, at the armory. Uh, we're talking, you know, a small percentage, <laughs> a small percentage of the right ones who want to volunteer, who want to be vetted, a volunteer to be vetted and trained and not run around the classroom or the halls like a SWAT team member, but be the last line of defense, just like a cockpit. When they're in that classroom, locked down with their students, instead of the last thing they have to do is throw their body between, you know, the gunmen and, and their students, because that seems to be okay. Uh, they could actually defend themselves. And this isn't a crazy concept. This is actually being done in 18 states right now. And we don't hear incidents of things going sideways in these, in these states that are doing it. So wait, 18 yeah. states are already training like we trained the pilots. No, no. Eighteen states are uh, are allowing teachers to have concealed carry on okay. on, on their campuses. And uh, now I, I believe I, I believe it should be more than that. I don't think that's enough. I, I believe that they should be vetted. I believe they should be uh, trained, and we should provide training. The FFDO program costs the government about twenty million dollars a year to run, and I, I can't say the numbers of how many pilots that covers because it, it's we want to keep the bad guys guessing, but it's a lot. It's a lot of pilots that are, that are covered. And, and, you know, when, when people assess if I'm going to go attack an airplane, they have to ask themselves, is there an air marshal on the plane? Is that pilot, if I make it to the cockpit, am I going to get shot? And, and the argument is, uh, you know, well, someone's willing to die. Uh, Glenn, you, you know me, and you know I've, I've been in gunfights. <laughs> and one thing I know about being in, in a gunfight is that even a bad guy willing to die doesn't want to get shot back at. And, uh, and just the idea that that's a hard target that a plane's a hard target, that a, that a school could be a hard target, it, it'll make them think twice, and they, and they may not do it, or they may go to a different target. And You know, our soft targets right now in our country are our gun-free school zones, and that's not okay. So, so Chad, a, a couple of things. First of all, you were one of the guys who trained people on planes, were you not? That's right. Right, right after 9-11, I was, uh, came on as one of the, the very first air marshals for a short period of time and, uh, and, and helping get the FFDO program ramped up. I was one of the training officers that helped the first wave of, of uh, federal flight deck officers. So you, so you were a were an air marshal as well. We were talking about this yesterday. Just saying, even if you, as a school, decide amongst yourselves, shh, we're we're actually going to be a gun free zone. We're not going to let anybody carry guns. But just putting a sign outside saying. Uh, uh, security and uh, and some teachers are armed would be a deterrent by by telling we don't ever tell you, when you're on an airplane you don't know who the air marshal is we don't want teachers to be brandishing firearms or even to be known no. who has them because it makes them less effective you want everybody guessing that's right I mean you, you want to create that that unknown deterrent and uh, we, we do this we do this around the world for our embassies and our consulates and you, just last week we had a CNN town hall meeting uh, that was a hard target armed security 
I mean, those, no one's going to go attack a place like that because they know that there's security there, you know, but yet our schools, people are fighting to defend our schools to be, to continue to be soft targets. And I just don't understand it. Uh, This isn't a crazy solution. And, and, uh, you know, we have the capacity to do that. There's, there's lots of other things that can be done. And uh, you could talk about legislation and stuff like that. But this is something that could be done and done right away. So can you, can you help me out on, uh, let me switch subjects just a bit. How do we, it, people right now are saying we need to get rid of AR-15s. And uh, all assault rifles need to be banned. First of all, um, no. But second of all, let's just... Can you define, Chad, what an AR is? Well, that's the question. And I was listening to you guys earlier. When people talk about, you know, banning ARs, the people that are having these conversations can't even define what the AR is, an uh, assault rifle is. And so where do you draw the line? Of You know, and that line's going to, you, you know as well as I do, Glenn, that line is going to continually shift uh, as people kind of get their way in pushing this and, and impeach, impeaching on our, our Second Amendment rights. And, uh, you know, it's... It's uh, it goes back to me, and I think I think you and I are right on the same page as this. This isn't a, a gun issue. Everyone thinks this is a gun issue. This is this is a it's a cultural issue. When you take you know God out of schools, you take fathers out of homes, you take moral absolutes out of society. This is where we are, and and culture is a problem. I, I used I went to high school in Louisiana. Our parking lot was full of pickup trucks with gun racks on the back, yeah, and loaded rifles. Me too. That people would probably call assault rifles, and no one shot it. No one shot anyone. Right. You know, but if we're going to accept this as our culture and not change that, then we have to have real solutions and, and identifying certain guns and say, okay, that gun is not okay. That's not going to change anything. And it just takes our eyes off of what the real problem is, you know, these, these, these arguments. And, uh, and we're not going to end up with any real solutions. Do you, it, do you find any, any validity in the argument that we just have to do something? I mean, this is the thing that they keep saying over and over again. We have to take some step. We know if we do nothing, these things will continue. Why don't we do something? Well, I, you know, and I think we do do something. Uh, but I think that the people that are making an argument aren't really presenting anything. Uh, I mean, what are we, I mean, you got people marching around the country saying no guns at all. That's unrealistic. There's a half a billion guns in America, and who's going to go take them? Where do they start? They're going to go into Sixth District of New Orleans or the South Shadows of Chicago, and, or small town Texas, and start taking people's guns. I mean, that's yeah, that's unrealistic. Not, yeah, it's so. it, it's just it's not going to happen. Um, if if somebody wanted to start, if a state or a school wanted to start a program like like you're talking about, Chad, how do they do it? Well, I, th- I think I think the, we have a, a president right now who's willing to step up and do this and, and fund it. And so I, I believe just like the, uh, just like the air marshals, the, the, the pilots and the airlines or, or private corporations, just like they're not training the guys, the federal government utilized the federal air marshal service and they put a $20 million approximately budget together per year to fund tra- this training. And so I think, you know, the federal government seems to me as they're willing to step up a training program and that, you know, one thing teachers have, these volunteer teachers, they have three months off in the summer, and uh, they have the time. I'm sure the president said 20% is what he would, th- he would suggest. I'm sure 20% of the teachers would volunteer to step up and do this. And, and, uh, and if there isn't federal monies, uh, I know there's, there's police organizations, there's private organizations. A friend of mine, Tim Kennedy, has an organization that goes around and provides free training for yep. this type of stuff. 
I mean, there's plenty of uh, private organizations that's that's willing to step up and, and provide the solution. Chad, I, I'm sure you know. I, I, I've just got to run, but I want to thank you so much uh, for everything that you do, and thank you for what you do for the Mighty uh, Mighty Oaks Foundation. Thank you for on, thank you. on behalf of the vets. Thank you. Thank you. Go to the website at mightyoaksprograms.org, and you can get uh, Chad on Twitter, at Chad Robo. Former recon marine, federal air marshal, and the guy who helped was one of the first to uh, step in after 9-11 and teach uh, our pilots how to protect the planes. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network.